At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Welcome to the Morning DNA. I'm Aaron Dice, the man of Single Black Church. She is Danae Hughes, the woman of a million distractions. And we're here to find out what July 4th, 2022 is made of. Gunpowder. A, a lot of explosions uh, already last too night. Much. Too much. Too much. Guys, too much. It's Let's midnight. just have a heart to heart. Let's have a heart to heart here. <laughs> We just immediately start the show just <laughs> bashing fireworks for like 20 minutes. I don't have any problem. I am not one of them, but I don't have any problem with people who enjoy the idea of trying to safely experience <clears throat> explosions. Like I, I get it. Like there's something for some people that, you know, is cool for them, you know, about that. I get the grandeur of it for sure. Like the awesomeness of it. Right. My problem is when we say, okay, this isn't a good thing for everybody. So let's keep it at this one one part. And then the people who it's not good for that have dogs or PTSD or whatever the case may be can make arrangements, right? We can make arrangements during that time that we know that it's going to be the time when the explosion people get to do their explosions, you know, that we can be. But then it, people like there's just a lack of understanding that if you're outside of that time, you're being a jerk, plain and simple. You're being a jerk. So like that's <sighs> right. Am I wrong? No, no, I okay. don't think you're wrong. <clears throat> it's the same conversation every year. Welcome to the same conversation every year <laughs> podcast. I don't think we've changed our mind or updated our thoughts on this in a very long time. Yeah, yeah. Like, there's something fun about explosions that are beautiful right. and right. controlled. Right. And done by professionals. Um, there's something else entirely about it invading your life and affecting mental health of animals and people alike. And mm -hmm. at some point, you just have to, like, you're literally blowing up money. Uh, mm -hmm. So, sure. so yeah. So this is the same conversation we have all the time. It's fun to celebrate. There's obviously, for, for those of us in America, there's a lot of ties to the 4th of July. And there's a lot of meaning and history. And we want to, like, also acknowledge that. But how it expresses itself seems to be more on the rebellion. I'm just going to blow this up, even though it's midnight, even though it is a rocket that should be should be handled by a professional mm. uh, that shakes my house and my windows <laughs> at midnight. I really didn't mean to come in hot on this. I really We're didn't mean to. It just, it just happened. It just We're happened. Hot. It just happened. Um, okay. So for reasons that uh, so we, we, our job, you know, we watch content and stuff. And so I was watching uh, the opening of, uh, of a movie that shows a certain castle with, with fireworks exploding over yes. it. Yes. Weird one. Yeah. Um, and I did, I did some research in that moment, realizing that, Disney blow, you know, they blow up fireworks every night. Oh, you it's were talking about Disney. Okay. I'm oh, with, yeah, no. yeah, yeah. Just yeah, to be okay. clear. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Thanks. So what's incredible to me about that, you know, this is a huge show. There was something that was S and this is a, this is a Google search and a quick link. So this is by no means Danae's 
yeah. very involved. Let's confirm some sources. Yeah, this research. is not extensive research. So let's just say it was like thirty thousand dollars per day to blow up fireworks. And I was just like, my gosh, that's so much money. Mm -hmm. That is so much money that is just gone mm -hmm. forever yeah. in explosions. Very yeah. interesting. Very I interesting. think it's it is it is one of the ways that we can very quickly <laughs> go complain about fireworks for twenty hours. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I your your point makes a, a good point because I think there is uh, certainly a right to understand. Oh, things cost more money now. Gas is more. Inflation is happening. Like all these things that are happening in our world, right? Mm -hmm. And yet you go. We're all still pretty rich, guys. Let's be <laughs> honest. Like, and and I, I don't mean to be insensitive. <laughs> yeah, I don't mean to be insensitive to poverty. I'm just saying if there hmm. there if there are many people who are spending a thousand dollars to blow stuff up in their driveway, and you know, in there are corporations, you know what I mean? Like it's just it's the 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 money is is you know literally being set on fire. <laughs> you know how some people like if they're having a hard time, they'll do like um shopping therapy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this is I, I have to believe that some of it is just I just really need to blow some stuff up. To mm -hmm. feel like I that's gonna help me feel better. And maybe that's true for some people. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. It must but be. for me, um, because it's a long weekend, it started on Friday and then it went all Saturday mm -hmm. and then Sunday, and now today is Monday. And so <clears throat> hopefully this is it. Hopefully this is the one bat last big hoorah. We're having friends over today because my neighbors are insane and they put on a fireworks display that should be illegal and dangerous. That's why mm -hmm. I'm staying indoors because I actually uh -huh. fear for my life. We've <laughs> talked about this before. So we're going to have a few people over, have a little bit of grilling, and, and I'm excited to see my friends. Like, I'm excited to celebrate with people mm -hmm. coming over and, and, yeah, and all that out. stuff. But Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Castro says, a thousand? Where are you buying your fireworks? Uh, people people are dropping a thousand. I promise you here. Yeah. People drop a thousand dollars on. I mean, some of the big ones cost two hundred and fifty dollars. Like you yeah. know, you get a couple of those, and then a couple of the hundred dollar small ones, and like you know, good to go. Yeah. So. Yep, we have a fireworks display or a fireworks seller station just like a half of a mile away from us, and so all day long you'll just see people like hopping in and hopping out and hopping mm -hmm. in and hopping out and hopping in and hop. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. All right. Well, now that we got that out of our system, I feel better. <laughs> Guys, thanks for coming to the show today. Thank you for being here for our fireworks therapy. Oh, man. Can I show uh, you something before we... Yeah, uh, please. Uh, oh, podcasters. I, I just heard you groan. Last episode was almost entirely visual, and I understand audio, that. Yeah, the audio-visual part was uh, weighted towards the visual last week. Uh, <laughs> it was. And I again, we really want to encourage if you can hop over um, to, you know, every once in a while to our live show. It'll be fun. Okay. I wanted to show you something. Uh, I don't know if it's going to translate very well. I'm going to try. I, I remember when looking for visuals on Google used to be so much easier. Okay. So this is a picture of Baby Shark. Doot, doot. Doot, doot. doot, doot. doot. So you really aren't going to be missing much, beloved audio listeners. Here mm -hmm. it is in the... It's just a little, you know, simple shark. Yeah. I'm specifically looking on the right side, the 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 yellow baby shark. Okay, mm -hmm. smiley shark. My my five year old decided she wanted to draw baby shark, and so I pulled up okay. essentially that picture, and she freehand drew this. Oh, nice. Without, without any assistance. Also, she painted my nails. So, uh, mm -hmm. the horror that is my nails 
is beautiful art. You mean the beauty that it's is the your art. nails? It's beautiful. It's incredible. Stop it. I thought this was very, very good. Um. Yeah. Yeah. For a five-year-old to free draw this uh, just by looking. Mm -hmm. I mean, come mm -hmm. on. It's mm -hmm. awesome and wonderful. And I'm very proud of her. She was so angry with herself because it didn't look perfect. And I was like, oh, I got to kill this as fast as I can if I can. Like, right. We talked about how it like, just did takes you have practice. fun drawing it? You know, was it one? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Look at how you did. Like, yeah. it, everything is in the right place. She said it looked more like a catfish. I mean, she's like, not wrong. She's not wrong. But, you know, it's it's still great. It's still fun. Like, that incredible. doesn't mean it's bad. Yeah. I mean, I'm so proud of her. I I don't know that I could do better. <laughs> <laughs> but the reason I bring that up is that uh, today on Twitter, there was a, a post of this person um, uh, who was sharing, like, the frustration of seeing art and then trying to recreate it and it looks derpy. Mm -hmm. And so I used that as an example and I was like, man, but I'll watch an artist draw something and just be in awe of their yeah. capabilities Yeah, because I am a stick figure artist. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> just all perspective. And I thought it was an interesting, it was a really interesting way to start my day. Like, you know what? We all start somewhere and it's good enough. If you say it's good enough today, your house doesn't have to be perfect with people coming over. <laughs> it's fine. You don't have to have already made all the food that you were going to make. You can do it all today after the morning DNA. It'll be fine. Or not do it. Or like, just not I mean, do it. It's, it's going to be okay. Yeah. I think we all need a little bit more of the, you know, it's going to be okay. Except me. I probably okay. don't need a little bit more of that. I probably need no. a little bit less of that if we're being honest. But you can there's a balance down. somewhere. <laughs> yeah. There's a balance in there somewhere. In there is a balance. Uh, ready to shoot a dough? Okay, we can do it then. Uh, we are going to do the D-N-A-N-U. So that is D for Danae, A for Aaron, and U for, well, you. So anytime you can write a you question and we can save it for later. Any question goes. So if something pops up in your mind, you don't have to wait for the end. Just put it in the chat and we will get to those quickly because those have become the longest part i think of our show is actually kind of diving into what you guys have on your we mind it. we love I it i love it we want to do this we want to talk about the stuff you want to hear us talking about believe us so awesome i'm excited about it uh, what's the D topic today today i'm hoping this will be a fun one um if this day was an animal what animal would it be hmm. and you don't mean specifically the holiday we're celebrating in america you just mean no, in general the day. the day your your day well, uh, my today. day, because I am in America and it is a holiday and it is an explosive holiday, my animal is probably going to be related to my reality, but not right. everybody. Right. Yeah. This is whatever your whatever your day is, a representation of the animal. And I'm, I'm going to try to actually look up pictures. Podcast listeners, I love you. Um, Sorry about that. But I do. I want to see pictures because sometimes I learn about new animals and I want to see them. They make me happy. <laughs> so I'm going to look them up. That's what I'm going to do. Uh, yeah. What is, let's see, Castro says, a porcupine with a gun. On it. Okay. All right. <laughs> We're searching this live. I'm just going to share my screen. This is a bad idea, isn't it, Aaron? It probably is. Yes. Okay. okay. To share well, your screen while you're live porcupine Googling. with a gun. No, we're just going to do porcupine with. Something alopecia. <laughs> that was the first choice. The was first it? choice was porcupine. When you did an A, porcupine with A, the first <laughs> choice is alopecia. Why does it say with a gun already? Why is that already on the search? Yeah, yeah, yeah. With alopecia, with a gun, with a hat, with a French braid. <laughs> with oh a no! 
Oh, uh, people, people, you search for stuff, okay? Oh wow. Okay. Well, there it is. There you go. There's there's that's, a, that's a dead one right there. There's a Great. porcupine with a gun. Great. Nicely done. Uh, let's see. There's Jag the porcupine with alopecia, just for curiosity's sake. Oh, <clears throat> thank you. Uh, that'll be that'll be a nightmare. Mm -hmm. uh, Angry ostrich says a honey badger with a sparkler. Oh, that's cute. A honey badger. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay, okay, okay. With a sparkler. A I sparkler. saw a video uh, recently that's been going around of a guy very, very inebriated, maybe at a wedding reception or something or a Fourth of July celebration. I'm not sure, but he had sparklers in both hands and he's dancing around very drunk and uh, he accidentally lights a bush on fire. Have you seen this? <sighs> yes, I've seen this. <laughs> <laughs> and then he just keeps dancing uses his entire arm to knock this flaming bush onto the ground, stomps it out, and then just keeps dancing. And then everybody around him is like, no, no, stop, settle down. <laughs> stop, put it all down. It's amazing. Okay, we're working on it, but my my thing froze, so. Oh, okay, okay. Mm -hmm. well, honey, honey badgers bad look like skunks. I like, uh, I like this one from uh, Jagged, who says, my day would be a chameleon because I have to paint the kitchen today. So he's going Ew, to be also covered gay? in the colors of the home. That makes I, sense. Uh, good luck. I I piddle out on those things so fast. Mm -hmm. Look at this beautiful chameleon. Chameleons yeah. are so incredible. Yeah. I love their derpy mouths. <laughs> mm, mm -hmm. You know, look at that little derpy mouth. Yeah, definitely a derpy mouth. Uh, it don't connect says a screaming hairy armadillo. Uh, I've spent most of the morning being incredibly lazy, but we'll have frantic energy later. Okay. So, All right. Yeah. This one's a little tricky. Uh, we have we have a situation that I've not seen before, and that's where it said screaming hairy armadillo, and then it auto filled in sound. So some of these, I guess, <laughs> are the sound of a screaming hairy armadillo. And I honestly. <laughs> Are we I, trying to have nightmares today? Like, what are what are we doing right now? Like, like this, uh, like that is that is terrifying. Look at that. I, look, I look at that podcast audience. Look how terrifying that is. First of all, I didn't realize that armadillos were hairy. I always just thought that they were not. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. this one literally looks like an armadillo that you have in your imagination, but like around the base, it has long, flowing blonde hair. I've never mm -hmm. seen this before. Thank you for this. Is it its own animal? Like, is it a oh. is it, like is it a hairy armadillo? Like, is the animal maybe is it the, is it... the screaming armadillo its own animal? <laughs> yes, I think so. It, this this I didn't realize that they were hairy on the bottom. Today I'm learning something new. Was this Lolly's Lolly's day? Is a hairy armadillo? That says a lot. Yeah. I'm I'm yeah. happy. This makes me happy. Armadillos are very interesting creatures. Mm -hmm. They're little ears. I can't get over them. Aaron, what was what was yours? Have you have you said what yours is yet? No, I haven't. Probably some combination of a uh, sloth and a cocker spaniel. Um, <laughs> a, a sloth or spaniel? That's maybe? exactly what I was going to say. The sloth or spaniel? But like, why mm -hmm. are you watching an animal today? Is are you are you dog watching? Well, we, we are dog watching, but no, I just I feel like my day today is going to be a combination of relaxing where I can. But then also, uh, you know, pleasing all the masters, uh, all the different things that I, I have to do today uh, when I can't be relaxing. So it's like, you know, it's this, it's this weird thing where it's like kind of kind of a holiday, but not a holiday. But <laughs> so. So, yeah, it'll be I'll be a, a hybrid of some sort uh, today. Mine's a peacock. 
Mm-hmm. It's just a day of just strutting around, strutting around and showing off and fireworks and all this mm-hmm. stuff and making that weird peacock sound, which I intend to do in unexpected times throughout the day. So because I need to actually this practice. is an actual opportunity for the podcast uh, listeners to actually be involved in some of the, mm-hmm. uh, the, the examples, would mm-hmm. you please go ahead and make the noise that you're speaking of? this horrible scream that doesn't it doesn't have any i remember the first time i heard it at the zoo i was like what is that mm-hmm. and then just there's peacocks and i'm like no that's like peacock would be like a ah, or like something that's just beautiful and it's just like this, oh, ah. oh. <laughs> this is horrible <laughs> <laughs> it's like an old lady like my knitting needles this is horrible. So, so, I'm gonna do. so today is beautiful, but it's just mm-hmm. me making that making that sound. noise. Uh huh. Uh huh. I think that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Uh, let's see if there are any good uh, answers here. Angry ostrich says, "Oh, an ostrich in an American top hat." Uh, okay. Very okay. Nice. Very okay. Nice. Top hat. That's a tricky one. Let's see if I can find something like. Oh, you know what? This is what. This is why the internet is amazing. Here mm-hmm. we are, just instantly. Yeah. <laughs> It's an ostrich with an American top hat. Yeah, that's incredible. Yep, it, it exists. It it exists. Amazing. Amazing, amazing stuff. Amazing. Uh, let's see. And... <laughs> what a fun random question. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I, I sometimes don't understand why I ask the questions that I ask. Thanks for going along with me. Doc says a sleeping albatross. Ooh. Because reasons. Because reasons. Mm-hmm. Okay. I d- okay. All right. We're gonna we're gonna go with this one. Here we are. It's kind of over here. Mm-hmm. This appears yeah. to be a sleeping albatross. Yeah. Those things yeah. are so cool looking. Mm-hmm. I remember the. F- What's the first time you ever saw an albatross, Aaron? Mine was in Rescuers Down Under. <laughs> <laughs> you sure that wasn't a seagull? <laughs> I'm pretty sure that they wrote a rest. I, I think they wrote an albatross. I think it was, they, some, they might have. it was some kind of a rescue, like with the with the um with I, the nieces. It, it, albatross and seagulls look so much alike to me. I don't know that I would know how to distinguish them without less, a lesson. If you, if, you were in, if you were in person, then you'd be like, "That's an albatross because oh. they're huge, right?" Are they? I, okay. I guess I didn't know that. So. Okay, let's talk about the wingspan of an albatross here. Okay, okay. Thank you. Thank you for educating me. Uh-huh. Uh, 11 feet. What? <laughs> no. No. Yeah, they're huge. Somebody on the internet is lying. Okay, okay, 11 okay. 11 feet? All right, all right. Here we go, here we go. Here's the picture. Again, sorry. I good. need some, a picture. See this with, guy? Look oh at this guy over here. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Look at oh, Dinosaurs are real. <laughs> Oh my gosh. That is huge. Okay, that reminds me of something that I want to pull up. You said dinosaurs are real. Hold on a second. I want to pull Today I learned <laughs> that dinosaurs exist and we call them albatrosses. <laughs> that is a pterodactyl with a duck beak. That is insane. <laughs> so that's what I mean like, you know what if if it, if you were to see a seagull and an albatross you know, in person, you you would know. You would be terrified of one 
and annoyed <laughs> annoyed with the other. Well, that's what Jack uh, Jagged says. Wasn't that the joke in the movie? They thought they were going to ride an albatross because it was called Albatross Air, but it was actually just a seagull. I don't remember. Because I thought they rode a seagull. I thought it was a Did seagull they? that they rode. All I yeah. remember is that that's when I learned about an albatross because I mm-hmm. didn't know what that meant. And so I was like, Mom, Dad, what's an albatross? And I learned about that. So and also um, at the local nature center, they have uh, like birds that are at the very, very top of the ceiling. And then the shadow of them is on the floor. So like you can look at the shadow and you look up to see, you know, the matching wings that are above it. And the albatross is insane, insanely mm-hmm. huge. Yeah. Um. Okay, Aaron, I have something for you that I want uh, based on your dinosaur comment. <laughs> <laughs> so we're we're gonna go, and I think uh, I think we can do this for the podcast listeners, uh, just the audio. So hold on, just a second, I'll set this up. Um, this is a TikToker named Adrian Bliss, and it's him having a conversation back and forth. He is in a costume. He is both. He is all of the characters. So it might sound a little bit strange but because you're listening to one person. But mm-hmm. um, I think yeah. I think you'll be able to follow it pretty, pretty well. This is so. a this is a fairly common uh, modern social media meme kind of thing where somebody plays all the different roles and cuts it like they're cutting back and forth to different characters. And yes. And in this case, he's playing. um the role of a mammoth who's introducing his dinosaur descendant to uh, the chicken. That's what we're about to watch. I'm excited to see. Are you? Mm-hmm. Are you scared? I'll be scared. No, no I'm not scared. Okay. I saw an albatross. Nothing can scare me now. <laughs> okay, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that fun? Yeah. I've yeah, really been fun. enjoying his sense of humor a lot i saw um, the cupcake stomach one that you posted um i got lost yeah. in his feed so he's yeah, been sounds doing like you, you TikTok went down for a like an hole. hour yeah. or a year an hour a year <laughs> in tiktok time that's forever danae so <laughs> he's been doing tiktok for like an hour it's been, man it's been so long it's been so long uh let's see i'm a skunk i was already stinky sweating by 7 a.m it's too hot for yard work oh yeah 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 totally well um you know some people like the smell of skunks really who's that Uh, yeah i mean you know someone who likes the smell of skunks like it is literally a smell designed to make every creature run away not every creature some people (laughs) Look at this look at this particular picture of this skunk. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying skunks aren't beautiful animals. I'm just saying No, no, no. I, I don't know they, the person who actually likes the smell of skunk. All I know is that you can trust the internet. And I've <laughs> right. I have read that so I don't know anyone personally that I've had mm-hmm. a conversation with and they've been right. like I have to tell you something about myself. I love the smell of skunks. I haven't had mm-hmm. that happen to me yet. Could happen. I'm still still young. <laughs> listen, listen. I if you know one thing about the the humanity, there are lots of us, and there's bound to be at least one person who likes any single thing, right? Like that's just gonna happen. But this seems to be to be one of those things that would be very low on that list. <laughs> like there'd just be a very minuscule amount of people that that would enjoy uh, the smell of skunk. Doesn't seem um, to me like we're talking about twenty percent of the population here. It's probably like. One person said it one time and it became like right. internet legend. Right. So I've yeah, got exactly. pictures up of skunks, you know, and it's, it's just a regular Google image search. So it's showing me all kinds of things. And I'm looking over here. This this picture is says Pepe non pew skunk mount, which I guess means it's stuffed. 
seven or 689 bucks 700 dollars. if i was to click on logfurnitureplace.com i could get free shipping on this mounted skunk mm, apparently that's yeah. a lot of money for a mounted skunk mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i would assume i guess uh, clearly they they think they did a great job mm -hmm. oh no i clicked on it oh no okay we're, we're wait we gotta abandon ship oh gosh okay <laughs> run run My, away google is tracking me so now it's going to start sending me like suggested suggested mm -hmm. things to purchase that are skunk related. Yeah. Have you thought about this skunk purse by chance? Sue says, um, lots of marijuana smells like skunk. So lots of people seem to find the smell okay. Um, mm -hmm. No. <laughs> oh, um, no. It does My have a skunky. My knowledge of marijuana. <laughs> uh, I, it has never smelled like skunk as far as I know. But um but Here's one from that. It Don't Connect. It says, fun fact, baby skunks smell more like bad weed. To your point, Sue. Bad weed? Bad Maybe. weed smells like baby skunks. Do you even know? Do you have experience with bad weed? Have you been around? I know around what weed smells like. I've definitely been around uh, like it, you know, baseball games and different things. I'm like, oh, I, I think I know what that smell is. So. I have. Well, I've been walking around some pretty big cities lately that just people are just out smoking and yeah, blowing it as you're just yeah. walking around, yeah. and I'm like, that was skunky. So huh. I've never had that experience. I have had the experience where a a <laughs> skunk has re recently. Danae is laughing because it don't uh, connect. Says I did go to college. If that's what you're asking, uh, I have had experiences where we're driving and a skunk has recently sprayed, and everyone in the vehicle is like, "My nose hairs are burning out. Please, oof, make it stop." And I don't think that's the same as no. walking through well, a weed cloud. Well, <laughs> well, it depends. Yeah, no, no, no. Uh, there is something horrible about the acidic nastiness yes. that is skunk yes. smell. Absolutely. <laughs> At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Uh, all right, you ready to move on to the A topic? Yep. Let's do it. Okay, so today, uh, what is your go-to Independence Day slash outdoor celebration day food? I wanted to make sure and be inclusive of everyone. I know not everybody is celebrating Independence Day today or even celebrates an Independence Day. Um, but most countries have like a fireworks celebration at some point for something. And what is your like go-to food on a day like that day? Um, food and holidays seem to just go together. And there are, I've heard so many different things about what people eat on Independence Day that I always find it um, one of the more interesting ones to talk about because people have some, some interesting things to talk about. And I have a new go-to, by the way. Just okay. started this year, so let me guess. Let's guess what it is, Chet. Okay. okay. Aaron's go-to is a sandwich. Hmm. Don't think it be could be qualified as a sandwich. Oh, okay. Okay. Is there bread involved? You wouldn't qualify it as bread. <laughs> Wheat. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm waiting. <laughs> oh no. <clears throat> I have no idea. I You're was just guessing. Being, I was being a butt. Oh, okay. All right. I was going okay. pretty well. I was doing pretty well. 
it is Peach Cobbler is my new uh, go-to uh, Independence Day. It's The peaches are such a summer fruit, you know, and there's mm. cobblers are so delicious. And it's a great – cobbler's a great summer food. Um, is that what you guys so. are bringing today to my house? <laughs> no, I'm sorry. What? I shouldn't have. I shouldn't have mentioned what? it. <laughs> my favorite go-to uh, celebratory um, deliciousness is, is a peach cobbler, which I will not be bringing to your house, <laughs> though I will be seeing you in just a few hours, my dear friend. Today, <laughs> your voice sounds weird, Aaron. <laughs> That's amazing. That's amazing. Uh, I didn't even think about that. Uh, let's see. <laughs> Real Monkey says, if you want to see adults almost fight over a pudding, then strawberry pavlova. Strawberry pavlova. Pavlova. What's a pavlova? I'm looking. I'm on Let's it. Let's learn stuff. Okay. 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 Straw. Oh dear. Well, that looks oh, terrible. No. That looks oh, that terrible. Lo- what? That looks amazing. What are you Look, talking about? It looks like just like like a bunch of whipped cream. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh huh. It's like pure sugar. That is death. That is not death. That is delicioso. For look my taste those, buds, that, oh that my looks God, like death. Oh my God, strawberries. I guess we should look up peach cobbler too, since we're just going to hurt ourselves. <laughs> yes, if the goal the goal this morning is to, to, mm. to really feel the pain. Um, so, yeah. So, anyways, a cobbler could be called a sandwich, right? I was right about that. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, just to circle back. Actually, <laughs> let's close this loop. <laughs> no, this is not a sandwich. Unless, unless you're putting the peach between two solid chunky crust right. sections that's what I'm saying. There right are cru- like it has an upper crust so like if you but it doesn't really always have a lower crust cobbler doesn't so like mm-hmm. and people make it differently but there are ways to make it where it maybe could consider it a peach sandwich i don't know but probably not so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah uh, Sue says pavlovas are delicious. It's meringue. I oh. need to do some research about meringue because I don't know if that's something I would enjoy. Is it? Mer- is it like rich? Is it like a rich sweetness? Because that's what always it makes it hard for me. Like when it's like super sweet. Um, meringue is like I think it's just like whipped egg. It's like a whipped egg, mm-hmm. uh, and then it hardens. Like you fluff it up as fast as you can, and it gets really like you put a whole bunch of air into it, and mm-hmm. it's not. It's not like rich. But it's like sugar and egg and air. God, let me know if I'm wrong. If if I'm right, I'm going to be so proud of myself. Because this is just from. I, okay, here's where I'm pulling from. It's not my mom. Not my grandma. I wasn't taught how to bake from them. I was mm-hmm. taught how to bake mm-hmm. from the Great British Bake Show. <laughs> well, that'll do it. Just in the last decade. Um, but I think it's just it's whipped and all the air like kind of puffs it up to where it kind of gets tall. And then it hardens, so it's like a, it's really crispy, almost like a wafer. Well, not, mm-hmm. it's not thin like a wafer though. Yeah, JCD says I don't know if it's the go-to, but today I'm going to be making kebabs. Ooh. Kebabs are delicious. I love a, I love a kebab. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to be doing like our normal stuff is just like to grill, which yeah. Somebody said not... barbecue. I think Nick said barbecue, and my answer yeah. to that is not specific enough. I need to know like what your favorite thing off the barbecue is. <laughs> Danae is right, says Sue. She got it right. Yes, Sue. Okay, so I got really excited about uh, that. Oh Doc is, Doc's... Let's go. Uh, Doc is freaking me out. Uh, Doc's answer is doggos. And no, 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 I, no, no, no. I don't think that's okay. You know, nope, unless you're talking nope. about hot doggos. Nope. But, um... That was when my dog jumped in my <laughs> lap and they were excited to see them on screen. <laughs> That's that's what it that is was. It's funny, you know, just a list of comments of these amazing foods <laughs> Food. and just all caps dogs. with exclamation points. Dogs. 
so so to your point about being specific, Aaron. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When we grill, it to me it's pretty basic, but I can't complain because I'm not making it and I'm eating sure. it. And if sure. I wanted it done differently, I'd figure out how to grill something myself. So you but just we mean have, like cheeseburgers. We have gotten better at uh, like doing marinades and things like that to Ooh. kind of bring flavor. But it's just like usually, usually it's more like here is meat, here is fire, here is mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Very caveman of us. <laughs> like if I if I wrote a children's book about grilling, it would be super simple. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, let's see. Uh, Castro says normally it'd be burgers, like we just mentioned, but today it's leftover Arby's. Um, hey, speaking of meats, no judgment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, JCD <laughs> says Werther's Originals. Um, that is a that is a direct slam just, at me. Oh, I see. <laughs> I was like, what an interesting thing to have today. Like, it's the one day a year you allow yourself to have grandma candy <laughs> on a on a on a different. Oh, Grandma candy. It's delicious candy. This it is, is the thing. Good. It this is, is good. the thing. And look, people, I am getting older now. I am. <laughs> but I have aged into the Worthers. I loved Worthers in my 20s, in my 30s, and now in my 40s. It is a delicious candy. It's not just for old people. It is so good. I cannot help that the first time I was introduced to that candy was in every old person's house that I went to. <laughs> no, you're and, not wrong. You're not wrong. As a little kid, there is this thing like you're searching for candy because you're like, mm-hmm. it's sweet, it's delicious. You mm-hmm. kind of know you're not supposed to have a lot of it. And when you realize that every time you go to an old person's house, there's usually a dish. And in that dish is a golden contain, like a golden wrapper mm-hmm. that has a pretty yummy candy inside. And it happens at every place. It becomes old person candy. That's how that mm-hmm. happens. I know, I know, but it's so good. It's They're good. So, so good. They can be every person's candy. I just can't mm-hmm. help that I also associate the sell, smell of Werther's candy and the taste of Werther's candy with the smell of an old person's house. They're, they're, they're like together in my mind. <laughs> like, it's, it's unfortunate. It's one that experience. <laughs> uh, watermelon being mentioned. Um, that's a good mm. summer choice. People loving the watermelon. Yeah, we got to uh, figure out how to pick our watermelons. Everyone, Everyone's uh, like so trying to be so helpful with the watermelon thing, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I need someone to take me to the watermelon patch, the watermelon bucket, the watermelon wherever. <laughs> the watermelon and, bucket. Like you know how when you go to the grocery store, you, they just got like these massive buckets out there. For watermelons. <laughs> Not filled with. I didn't say a pail of water with a watermelon. You know, like the bin, the watermelon bin. I wonder if and giants need... <laughs> bob for watermelons. That'd be amazing. And I want to be like line them up and then teach me what thumping means because it's like. Everyone's always like, right. you gotta, you gotta right. thump the gotta melon. Thump I'm like, yeah, what, yeah. The, what does that mean? Yes, I thump them. They sound. It makes a sound. Mm-hmm. Does it have to be like an E flat? I, I don't <laughs> understand. What am I listening for? It's probably a hollowness that you're like, I, and I don't know which, but there's some level of connection of the rind to the melon that the sound like is either you know op- more open, more hollow, or not is what right. I'm but guessing. until you hear the difference between because. Right. Because my purchasing watermelon experience has been just it's wrong every time. So <laughs> I'm clearly like thumping and not hearing or or I'm just tuned wrong. <laughs> Here's what you do next time. Next time you go, what you do is you just take a big knife with you and you just cut a slice. Yes. And try it. And then right in front of everyone. You, yeah. And if it's not the one you want, just put it back in the watermelon bucket or whatever. <laughs> a watermelon bucket. I don't even understand. Is that a real thing? A watermelon bucket? Okay. Sometimes they go on display. Like they display the watermelon and they uh-huh. put them in like these big, 
you know, tin bins that look like buckets to me. Okay. Huge right, fair buckets. Enough, fair buckets enough, fair for, 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 for so, yeah, giants. So just try. Yeah. It's like the candy. You know, you can try a piece. They don't mind. Um, you know. All right. All right. This is this is what I'm saying. And I'm going to I I lovingly say this to you, JCD. This is exactly what I mean by something that's not helpful. <laughs> JCD says, OK, fun tip for watermelons to know when they're ripe in the garden on the opposite side of the vine from the fruit is a curly bit. If it has died back to the vine, the watermelon is ripe. As for thumping, this is the part that's not helpful. It needs to have a hollow sound to my knowledge. Right. But like. What is hollow, man? Like, the deeper the hollow? better. The deeper the better. The deeper Whatever. the sound, the better. Yeah. This this comment makes sense to me. This is from Sohila who says, "I volunteer as tribute <laughs> to teach you about pick." That's all I need. I just I need someone to hold my hand. Yeah. yeah. Oh God, Green Jenny says this is also how you know if a pig is ready for slaughter if the curly <laughs> tail has dried up. <laughs> oh my God, that's so horrible. This is how you check for good bacon. <laughs> Is the tail just, ready to fall off? Just thump the Cook side em. of the pig. Is it sound hollow? <laughs> Bacon's ready. Bacon's ready. Uh, let's see. JCD says Aaron was going to bring the cobbler, uh, but he can't because he ate it already. Uh, that is absolutely 100% true. Um, it is gone. And I apologize. Oh, my gosh. Um, let's that see. <laughs> oh, uh, what else do we got here? Uh, I like Polly's. this one from. Oh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Uh, Green Jenny says also the watermelon emoji shows little black seeds, but who buys water- watermelons with seeds anymore? I know science, understand wait, science, but I wa- I do miss the black seed watermelon. Wait, watermelons don't have seeds anymore? I'm not a watermelon person. I'm being completely can, serious. Can I, make, can I make the noise while you talk about it? <laughs> okay, ready? Go. Breaking news from the grocery store. We cut open a watermelon and there were no seeds. Yeah, Aaron, they kind of just like science that right on out. <laughs> I knew that we had I knew we had done that with like cherries don't have pits and you know, yeah. grapes don't have seeds and that kind of stuff. I didn't realize we had done it with watermelons. Yeah, there's but I'm not a watermelon person, so that seems some, that seems wrong. There's some people that are just like you know what? Seeds are needed to grow things, but not if we do it in a laboratory. <laughs> I don't know. I don't understand it all. But what I know is seeds that, yeah. Seeds are part of the fun. Like, I know. I, don't... I miss them. Yeah. I miss them. I yeah. also miss, like, I'm going to do this. This is, this is co- I know this is controversial. Quote, unquote, real apples. I miss my real apples as well. I mm. remember back when apples didn't taste <laughs> like styrofoam. <laughs> Well, don't even get me started on how what we're eating aren't actually bananas. Um, the bananas actually went extinct, and now we're eating a different fruit uh, that is banana-like. Yeah. Um, people it's don't actually know what no. actual bananas taste like. Um, no, so, no. Yeah. It's interesting stuff. Yeah. I, I think since the um, scientists, the experimentalists decided to change how we eat fruit <laughs> – Based on it being easier to grow uh, in mass production and stuff like that, or whatever the inconvenience mm-hmm. factor of seeds, whatever, whatever reasoning behind, I haven't done my research, but I miss it. I think it tastes different. I think watermelon tastes different, and I think the the apples taste different. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for asking this really great question, Aaron. <laughs> uh, Adam smoked a chicken for today. It smells amazing. Not one of our chickens, just to be clear. Yeah, but when, does it be, when do you start eating your own chickens? That's my question. Do you eat your own chickens? I don't Depends know. Depends on why you have chickens. Do you have chickens for eggs or do you have chickens for meat? But at some point, right, they like. 
I, they become I nuggets. We know. saw the video earlier. <laughs> we know what happens if they don't lay the eggs. They become the nuggies. <laughs> Uh, Real Monkey says, I agree. It is nice, Aaron, but it is for old people. You shut your mouth. Um, <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, out of context, JCD, this is really creepy. Danae, if you happen to find yourself in Nashville this summer, I'll bring you a watermelon from my garden and let you thump it a few <laughs> times to get a tune, and you can keep it. <laughs> keep away! <laughs> Would you like to thump my watermelon? You, you want to come to my garden and thump my melon? <laughs> uh, okay. Let's see. I agree with the mumble me here. Watermelons are delicious. But everything watermelon taste or watermelon flavored is an abomination. I'm with you. I don't like it, watermelon well, because, flavored stuff. It's because it lacks the water. Like, and I'm not kidding here. Like, <laughs> no, that is that right. is a huge part of the experience is the actual, like, supreme juiciness of the watermelon and all the water. So it's not just the flavor. Um, it's the experience. Man, Green Jenny, I am loving your addition uh, into our world. Welcome, welcome. Uh, never stop. Uh, Green Jenny says, by the way, natural apples are almost always bad tasting. Johnny Appleseed planted apple trees for hard cider, not for eating. <laughs> Bring on the facts. Mm -hmm. Also of mm -hmm. note, I'm pretty sure Green Jenny is in your Twitch channel, Aaron. Oh, not. fun. Well, thanks for hanging out, Green Jenny. Uh, the classic Chumbawamba song, Melon Thumpin', uh, Green Jenny says. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, that's good. Yeah. I like that's it. Fun stuff. Uh, all right, you ready to do some you questions? Let's do it. Okay, so this is the part of the show where we come to you and say, hey, why don't you lead the way with what we talk about? Could be a topic you want to hear us discuss, any topic uh, that you want to hear us discuss, any question you have for us specifically, any problem you need us to solve. Um, we'll solve it. I actually, I can't say that confidently at all. No, 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 we no. May actually but we'll definitely worse. at least talk around it. Uh, so yeah, whatever you want. We'll, uh, put it, we'll poke put it, sticks at it until it <laughs> starts. <laughs> putting happen. you at the beginning of your statement, and uh, that way we'll be able to mark it as a you question uh, that we can talk about. Uh, this one is from JCD, who says, how do you handle a situation where you feel like a choice you should be a part of is taken away from you? This comes from my D&D game yesterday where my character's fate felt well and truly out of my control, and I didn't feel okay with it. Ooh, this is a tough one. This is a tough well, one. In the world of video games and gaming and role play and storytelling and stuff, there is something where you want to have control of the outcome of your character because mm -hmm. it definitely is a really it's for me it's like a fun mental space where like there's a safety in being able to control where your character goes and what it does and how its fate turns out right because there's a peace of mind in having control and mm -hmm. i think we look for outlets where we have control that makes us kind of gives us a sense of peace when it comes to characters that's always hard because at the end of the day, I, I'm going to be blunt. It's just a character, you know, mm. it's, it's not really, it, maybe it's the end. Maybe like your character died in a game and you're like, oh, it's not how I wanted it to go. And I feel like I could have had, sometimes that just happens. And, and that's the story uh, of that character or, you know what, you can reboot that character in another game. Cause you're in control of that character. You can kind of be like, well, that was um, what happened in that universe. Let's see what happens in the universe over here. And kind of like, bring that character back probably what you're feeling potentially i guess i should say potentially what you're feeling is that you didn't get to explore that character as much as you wanted to or that 
mental space as much as you wanted to. So there is a certain sense of like, oh, that feels like it was too short. Um, But I think all of it, whether it's a real life situation or a game situation, is just a reminder that we don't get to control everything. And sometimes butting up against those realities is really, really valuable because it reminds you that at the end of the day, the in my opinion, the only thing you can control is yourself, like how you respond to what's happening in the world around you and the kinds of emotions that you want to let out in your moments. And um, if there's people around you that are taking control away from you that you need to have or you're not in a safe environment, then you begin to figure out how to shift that. If it's a game, it's pretty easy most of the time, although emotional and, and valuable and real. If it's a job, it's a little more complicated. <laughs> if it's a relationship, it's really complicated. But yeah, I think there's just reminders from time to time that we're not we're not in control and that's always hard. And I'm sorry that happened to you, but I think it's just a reminder to do the the work of yourself and the work of figuring out how to reconcile how you want to react in the ways that you can control because you can't control other people. Um, that would be my advice. I think all that is great and I, I will echo most of it. Um, it is one of those topics that has a range of intensity to it, right? Like it could be, your choice could be taken away about something simple, like um, you go through a drive-through and the thing you wanted to order isn't available right now. And you feel like your choice My was Mexican taken. Mexican pizza, <laughs> it's on the sign that you have a Mexican pizza. I saw it on the interstate. Mexican pizza, okay, so, so many, the, sorry. You know what? So maybe that wasn't the low intensity example that I needed to. No, 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 no. Uh, clearly a higher intensity thing for you. But then there's also, like Danae says, relationship or work things or those kind of things where it feels really important. It feels really big. And here's what I would add to the the genuine fact of making peace with not everything is in your control, which that is a really huge thing to make peace with. That is the serenity prayer. If you've ever like heard the, you know, the serenity prayer about grant me the ability to handle the things or change the things that I can and uh, to accept the things that I can't and to know the difference, like that's really important stuff um, in those kind of situations. Um, But there's also an element of communication too. And I think that's important too. The idea of if it's something where you were hurt, uh, that you express that, that you say, you know, that you be able to have a conversation about, hey, I just want you to know this. It's okay, I understand not everything's in my control, but, you know, this is this is why I feel like this was, you know, hurtful to me or whatever. In some of those more intense situations, I just rather than just kind of swallowing it, which I think is instinct in a lot of ways, um, I do find communication to be. Yeah. Good luck with that. Yes, definitely. It's definitely, hard. Definitely. <laughs> I had a, because I role play. I have a characters that um, things happen to them, especially in, in wild RP, because you're like you're in a wild, wild west environment and you're being like kidnapped. And I'm like, that's not what I wanted. I was going to sleep. I was going to go log out of the game and I have now been kidnapped. Mm-hmm. So now it's like my actual real time has been taken away mm-hmm. and my character is being taken away. And then you just like, sometimes you have to figure out, all right, what am I learning in this moment and, and mm-hmm. roll with it a bit. So, but it's yeah. not easy. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, today, why don't you pick the next one? Um, here's one from Castro who asks, what's a good 4th of July cookout music? The answer is hmm. not country music. <laughs> it's the answer is not country music for me too. And that is literally my answer. Anything but country. I'm good. <laughs> oh man. Um, 
I would probably so so actually the um we're gonna um we're gonna be uh raiding into Select a Seven Twenty today on my Twitch channel and he is a live DJ artist and I would just maybe try to find someone who's live DJing today. Um uh, so uh he's got hip hop soul jazz and that's a really fun combination. But if you can find a really fun DJ on Twitch, that is really exciting because then you could just have this little like a literal live experience. You can go in, you can make you know, like suggestions and stuff, but there's like the quintessential, probably, you know, 4th of July songs, like, I don't know, party in the USA or something like that. Sure. But sure. I, I would do something a little bit, I don't know, more organic if I could. I, I will tell you, I have fallen in love Fight for your right to party by Beastie Boys. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I've fallen in love with, um, just the, the insanely good people they have doing playlist making at um, YouTube Music and Spotify. Like mm -hmm. you, you can do a oh, search yeah. for a playlist, and like if you searched for Fourth of July playlist, you'd find several examples. Scroll through the ones and go, oh, I like most of the songs in this playlist, and then just hit shuffle and play. And it's re it really is. I know that to some, you know that that takes the the. Um, the juice out of it, you know, the juice out of the watermelon, you know, becomes <laughs> just the watermelon flavor mm -hmm. uh, because you want to pick your own songs, those kind of things. But uh, for me, somebody else has done the groundwork, you know, like somebody else has done the groundwork of going, I think this all works. Um, or like I listened to one the other day called like uh, Beach and Sand and it was just like old like surf music and different things. And it was a really fun summer playlist. And I'm just like, mm -hmm. this is how I'm experiencing music now. And I love it. And I also love it because there's discovery there too. I'll hear songs that maybe I don't know and uh, fall in love with them. So, so yeah. Cyberstag adds country gets a bad rap, which it deserves because a lot of monsters make the music, but the music itself is usually fine. In my opinion, I actually kind of agree with you. It's not, it's not something that I go to, but there's a couple places that I, um, where there's always country music playing always. And, uh, I, even though it's repetitious for me, um, and, and even though oftentimes the people singing sound exactly like the person who sang before, and even though it seems to be about the consistent thing over and over again, and I do get in a little bit, like I've heard this song before. It's not that it's bad. It's just that I, it's like, um, it, it's not what I usually go, go for, but I agree with you. Yeah. I just wanted to, I wanted to put that comment up there. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Uh, <laughs> it, it, my thing with country is oh, that no. I I have had a bias against it because of kind of the lowest common denominator stuff. But here's the, the beauty of country is that lowest common denominator stuff is that stuff that feels very human is that stuff that feels very connected. Like when you hear somebody slur notes in a country song. You know, it, it's not just that they're not being precise with their musicality. They're literally it's embracing. It's that they're drunk. It's that they're drunk. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> it's no, it's that they're, they're literally using, you know, the the emotion to, uh, you know, to to make that transition. Um, and then it's it's so it's more it feels more basic, more down home. Um, so I've kind of dropped a little of my snobbiness about it. It's fine. Country music is fine. It's it's still not my thing. But um, but yeah, I get it. I I had a friend who loved country music, and so we listened to it all the time. And I found some really good ones that I really really enjoyed. There's some incredible music in almost every genre that I can think of. That I'm just like, man, that was incredible. Sometimes it's the genre is so out of where I am that I can maybe enjoy like one song ever, but mm -hmm. I still can appreciate something. 
country is interesting. It, it's cousin bluegrass is one of my favorites though. And that's a hundred percent because of where I was born in the world. Instrumental bluegrass is amazing. It's incredible in the yeah. harmonies and just, you know, but it has that kind of twang, you know, that there's mm -hmm. that, there's that thing that, that happens. That I think is kind of frustrating sometimes, but, uh, some of the music and, and the stories that are being told is really interesting too. Um, I used to play guitar with a group of friends and there was these old hillbillies that would come and play, play music. I'm talking about like, they'd bring their own beer that they had been making themselves in their own little bottles. And they had like rings on every finger and little like he, Alan, uh, he had earrings that had dropped down. They were dropped down spiders and then like this really interesting cap and the songs that he'd bring to the table are songs I would have never, ever heard ever, but they're about like old railroad days of hobos jumping on the railroad and going across the country and kudzu vines and just things I would have never really like listened to. So I think I'm kind of like uh Castro in a way who says my way of finding music these days is through osmosis. Whatever sounds good gets put into a playlist to listen to later. Yeah. There's like this, you can hear something and, and you add it to your world and mine's an evolving thing. It just depends on, you know, when I'm around. So I have an appreciation for it all for mm -hmm. sure. For yep. sure. Yep. Uh, let's see. Green Jenny asks if uh, YouTube close up shop, what uh, shop, what video platform would y'all move for your content Ooh. creation? Um, this could be in reference both to DNA, but it could also be referent in reference to cinema sins in the sins uh, world. Uh, that would be a larger conversation that would involve more than us. Uh, so like, but I'm we I'm sure we have opinions today. I'm sure you have opinions on well, on this. First, I want to say that it's 10 a.m. and there's massive explosions happening outside. So let me get my dog <laughs> up here who is terrified. Oh, my, my poor 10 dog. 10 a.m. Yeah. And it is just hopping like exactly on the on the dot. Um, So sorry for for if there's a crying animals in the background now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, what was the question, Aaron? Uh, no, <laughs> um, I think Twitch is a good is a good immediate source, but there's a limitation on how long the videos last. So mm -hmm. um, I know that there's other platforms that are kind of working on the bandwidth to hold videos, which is a big deal. So uh, Patreon, obviously, if I had unlimited resources, making my own would be really great. Um, but you know, it's a lot of development and stuff like that. So probably do a combination of like Twitch and Patreon. Um, I think what, honestly, the, no matter what kind of a content creator you are, if your if your platform fails you, I think what's most important is that your, um, fans know how to reach you. So I think building up that, um, mailing list and building up like information on your website, making sure that everybody knows how to find up to date information is probably the most important thing so no matter where you go it's how you communicate so hi but i would i would echo uh everything in there um and say that in a best case world if you can find a way to monetize your content uh on your own you're going that's going to be your best case scenario but discovery is such a big part of it that once you do that you're you're marketing to get to have people find you know where you are like Danae says just kind of skyrockets right that's the beautiful thing about a platform is it's searchable discoverable they're doing all the work of algorithms and you know funneling people to your content um so yeah so twitch has a, an upper hand in that 
Um, and yeah, yeah, I, I think if YouTube were to close up shop, there would be somebody trying to fill that gap really fast yeah. and it would be interesting to see, uh, see how that would go. So it's a good question. Yeah. It's always yep. good to think about it though. Um, but yep. yeah. All right. What's, what's the next, the next one today? You question. Oh, it's my turn. Uh, yeah. let's see. Let's see. Hmm. Hmm. We'll do this one, which is for Aaron. Oh, yep. uh, mainly for Aaron, how do you handle your kids getting old enough to gain independence mm. in regards to using the internet? Mm. My daughter, Mia or Maya, is currently on my YouTube account watching, and I'm not trying to <laughs> helicopter, but I'm also afraid if she's going to say something embarrassing. I love you, Mia. Don't <laughs> let me down. Love your father. Please, please put it down. You know what? Ask me everything. Put, please, put Mia. The Maya. internet down <laughs> no one has to get hurt here put the internet no um i don't know that there's an easy answer for this uh that would be nice if there was i think the complex answer is have loving honest open conversations with your children about everything it is more important more important than ever that we get over the embarrassment of talking to our children about everything because people on the internet are talking to your children about everything and anything and everything they could ever experience is on the internet somewhere. And I feel like my job is to do my best to put gates up where I can to keep them safe from things they're not ready for. Um, one of the best explanations I heard about you know, guarding content from your kids is the idea. Well, you wouldn't tell your kid to carry your 80 pound suitcase when they're five year old, five years old either. They're just not ready for it. They're not ma mature enough for it. And it's the same with content. Sometimes they're just not ready to process certain kinds of content, understand what it means. And so put gates up where you can do the work of being involved, but also let them know that this is a conversation and that this mm -hmm. is, you're not trying to you know, dominate Shame. their life. You're trying to educate. You're trying yeah. to, you know, you're trying to get them to be a healthy human being long-term. And there are just as a lot of things that can psychologically impact, especially younger children, uh, mm -hmm. young adolescents. Um, you know, once they're 15 or 16, I think it's almost all conversation. Um, I have basically told my children at 16 that they are in charge of their own choices on content. Um, but that hopefully we've had enough conversations and education to understand how that's impacting them, how they're understanding, uh, those kind of things. It's, it's complex. It's not easy, but that's just kind of some, some thoughts. Yeah. You had, you said something really interesting, like people are already talking to them, whether you know it or not. Yeah. And that's kind of the idea that you can have in your mind. It might not be true, but if you have that mentality, someone else is going to bring this to the table. Like you said, like you wouldn't expect a, 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 a small person to carry, you know, a luggage. But what you don't realize is that somebody else is already coming over being like, hey, have you tried to carry this luggage yet? Mm -hmm. Because yeah. people like to share, especially little ones who are mm -hmm. trying to figure out how to sh process too and they're bringing their yeah. friends in uh, and along. Um, but the big thing for me, like we we just realized uh, Iris was has been using new terminologies lately. Um, she's been, and we're like, where are you hearing that? phrase like that phraseology mm -hmm. and uh it came out after like a couple weeks ago she said something about uh i think i was looking at something on my phone and she said oh that looks like oh she said something about peppa pig and minecraft and i was like 
Peppa Pig and Minecraft? She's like, yeah, they're together in a video. And I said, oh, no, <laughs> because there's a yeah. lot of YouTube videos where they put together like children's stuff with other things and come to find out that she's been watching YouTube unattended at someone's house. And mm -hmm. uh, they didn't realize <clears throat> it, but they thought it was safe. And I'm just like, YouTube is not safe for a five-year-old to be just because they're going to click whatever the next suggested video is mm -hmm. and we don't, you just don't know what that video right. really is going to be. So we had a conversation, but it was more like a educational thing. And so to Iris, my five-year-old, I said, um, when, uh, we don't want you to watch YouTube. And, and so if you do watch YouTube, I just want you to tell me about it so that I know what you're watching and, um, and you're not in trouble, but just let me know. Um, but when you're at the TV, if you have a choice, I'd like for you to watch PBS kids instead. And she's like, but I like to watch YouTube. And I said, I know, but it's not, you're not, mm -hmm. it's not good yet. It's not good time. Well, we can watch it together. Very like we can do it together, but not yet. And I'm trying to give her a choice to make so that if she does choose to watch YouTube, that she then has that chance to kind of go, I want to talk to mom about this. Or if, so I also said, if you ever see anything that's scary or confusing, you can always ask me and you will never be in trouble ever. No matter what you see, you can always ask me about it. And I think that she's kind of understanding because she went to the house uh, and she's like, I, I don't want to watch YouTube anymore. You know, and I'm not saying that that's going to work as she gets older because she's only five. But I'm still trying to instill in her that she has a, a choice, even even in that moment to kind of try to do what maybe mom wants her to do. So as long as that kind of works and just like Aaron said, that open door policy, like there's no shame. You can always talk to me like always, always. I usually go to the route of, I do that too. I've clicked on something too. I've watched something I shouldn't have watched too uh, and relate to her instead of isolate her. Because if you begin to mm -hmm. isolate, I think that's when hiding becomes more of an option, right? Because if they want to do something on their own, they're going to hide. Um, but if they have that fearlessness to tell you anything without shame or um, then mm -hmm. there's more of a chance for conversation. Um, so yeah, it's a hard one. I'm I'm not looking forward to her in the world of the internet as she gets older. Yeah. yeah. Especially when it comes to people sending you pictures that you didn't ask for. Yeah. It happens a lot to ladies. So Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I will I will probably end up burning Twitter <laughs> to the ground someday. <laughs> you may not be the first. You, you may, may somebody else may get to it before you. We'll see. <laughs> burn it to the ground. Uh, all right. You did one for me. So uh one for you, Danae. Oh. Uh how would you rank the Dungeons and Dragons classes <laughs> from best to worst? Oh my gosh, that's a really complicated one because there are a lot of classes. So for those that don't know, in this game, you can be like a healer, uh, you can be like a fighter, um, but there's all these different, like it's it's more complicated than that. Like you could be like a super, super healer, or you can be like a singer healer, um, <laughs> or you can be a fighter, but you can be one that uses a bow or one that uses your fists. Um, or one that uses weapons and sneaks around and all that stuff. So there's a lot of options. Um, there's also different ways that you can use magic and stuff. So it's it, that's a really complicated question. I will say that for me, me personally, I love playing clerics. Uh, hmm. I love being a support role where I can sort of let my friends keep playing by spending my time healing them. That brings me joy. <laughs> so I'm kind of designed for that like support role person but you can also um stack yourself with some spells that will do damage if you have to do like melee work and just do like 
crazy damage. I've I've accidentally I've 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 accidentally slayed characters I was not supposed to in my the the DM was like, well, you weren't supposed to kill that guy. And I'm, I'm like, sorry, cleric. So I like cleric. I would probably rank cleric for me as the highest. Um, I think one of the ones I'd put kind of towards the bottom is a warlock, but that's mostly because you have to play the game a while to really dig into the warlock. For me, warlock really fun for care, like for story. There's some really interesting stories that you can do, but there's a lot of limitations on feeling like you're very helpful when you first play the game. And so I think Warlock could use a little bit of attention. So I'll just give you kind of my extremes, um, the, all of the ones in between, I don't know. I'd have to think about it. That would be difficult to do because there's, uh, let's see, three, six, nine, 12, there's 13 different, maybe even 14 if you add the Blood Hunter, because I had to go look it up real quick. Um, classes. Is Bard one of them? Bard is one of them. Let's yeah. go Bard. <laughs> That's what Aaron wants to be, I think. <clears throat> in his first D, &D mm -hmm. game yes uh <laughs> and i want my character to be named bard simpson um so no i i will do my best to be a good dm for you oh <laughs> uh, thank you derek for the resub and um uh asha earlier for the follow i appreciate that very nice uh what do you think today you want to pick one more or how yeah. are we feeling All yeah right, i'm okay the, the the fireworks have stopped it looks like people okay. just there must be somebody in my neighborhood that every year decides that at 10 a.m. it's like the announcement that it's the 4th of July. Right. And yeah. And they do because it was it's like it that was scene, very, very loud. It's like that scene in uh, is it Mary Poppins where the one house in the neighborhood sets off the cannons at the same time every morning and yes. the entire house shakes. And yes. that's they feel like that's their role. There's some guy with a pocket watch in a cannon. It's just like, uh, it's like this meanwhile, is you're at your house, just like, you know, <laughs> casually balancing urns in pianos. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, there's some, there's some chat. Uh, there's some chatter about, uh, stuff about D and D mm -hmm. definitive D and D ranking is the number one is Paladin. And then two is literally everything else. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Paladin being that fighter cleric. I don't know my my war domain or uh was it war domain? What was my domain for my cleric? Anyway, sorry, sorry, I'm sorry, no, I'm sorry. No, D &D. you're fine. Listen, no, 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 no. no hey, I get it. I totally get it. <laughs> okay, okay, totally fine. get it. Uh, maybe we'll do this just to you know go to something that might take over for me. Uh, Polly says you question Aaron. Have you got the tub thumping song on Beatstar yet? Um, no, I haven't because I'm not buying the events, uh, whatever they're called. And so I have not uh, received the the Chumbawamba tub thumping song yet. But I still I still am enjoying Beatstar quite a bit. Um, it's been fun to play. So there you go. Uh, you want to pick the next one? Uh, yeah. So this is interesting, Aaron. You ready for this one? Sure. Uh, Green Jenny, who is coming in hot today. Uh, the random harlot encounter table from the AD&D Dungeon Master Guide, which I am not familiar with at okay. all by the way uh quote sex work is work unquote positive or regressive objectification wow so we're gonna have to do that's some a deep conversation i would need to know i would first broad need strokes here I yeah think. yeah we're gonna have to talk in broad strokes because i specifically don't know what's involved in the quote-unquote random harlot encounter table i imagine it's a part of D D that involves uh, prostitutes or sex workers. Um, I'm guessing so. We, we, that's what I'm saying. We we'll have to do some broad strokes here because I'm not familiar so, with it. So the, the broad question is about the question of sex work is work um, versus 
objectification. We ain't solving that one today. Uh, but I, you know, I do think we can we can chat about it. We can talk about it. Um, I think uh, objectification is something that comes from the outside in. And what I mean by that is objectification comes from the perpetrator, right? So objectification would come from somebody taking something and then turning it into less than human. In this case, specifically, we're talking about uh, female bodies. We're talking about the idea of, um, you know, looking at a woman and going, okay, that is a sexual object as opposed to a human being. Um, in understanding that that comes from an internal place. That is us placing that person as an object um, and not from, by the way, this person chose to wear this outfit or this person chose to show this skin. That is not objectification. That is not, you know, objectification is outside in. A woman can objectify herself if if she is looking at herself that way or a man could, could do the same. But to be clear, objectification is the idea of what someone does to someone else. Sex work is work, uh, the idea of the ownership of sexuality, those kind of things. That is a separate conversation that is inside out. That is in a personal conversation about my own sexuality. What does it mean to me? How do I use it? What is that um, you know, a part of? As far as I understand the different sides of the question and the argument, it is complicated. It is... Uh, sex is a powerful force in, in culture. It always has been um, because it's such a powerful urge in, uh, in humans. Um, so understanding the difference between the idea of objectification and the idea of turning sex into this thing that is more important than the person involved, um, I think is going to always be a powerful conversation. I will say for the most part, we tend to make the mistake in that direction we tend to make the mistake in the objectification direction um so so yeah that's been my experience oh i love that even makes sense well what I, you guys don't know watching is that we actually have these conversations we do just sure we do yeah. around the table because you know obviously we talk a lot uh for our jobs and we write and we watch content and we're kind of sinning the content that we're watching and right. so we're kind of looking at how media portrays um or content creators portray certain areas and so mm -hmm. when when there's an opportunity to send something we do try to send it from the perspective of well like you didn't get to make that decision like that's not your decision that's her decision mm -hmm. so we actually even as a uh professionals try to have these kinds of conversations and, and mm -hmm. educate ourselves and learn more so right i i've had this chat and heard aaron talk about this with multiple people over the years so um, it's hard to kind of condense it all into one, you know, moment is, here, which a, is why we're, we're making these complex topic. It broad, really is. broad strokes today. But while you were talking, I looked up the random harlot table. And so just to give context to this question a little bit more, um, I think, and this is a quick Google search that in like, uh, late seventies, early eighties, there was a, uh, a table that was released for a harlot encounter in dungeons and dragons. And so it was an encounter with uh, brazen strumpets or haughty courtesans, thus making it difficult for the party to distinguish each encounter for what it is. The idea here being that the your your D and D party encounters a harlot or something like this. It could be a dancer. Uh, in fact, the encounter could be with a dancer only prostituting herself as it pleases her, an elderly mad madam, or even a pimp. In addition to the offering of the usual fare, the harlot is likely to know valuable information or could you know like mess with the party and so they made up this table 
or you could roll a, a D100 and it'll give you some ideas of how to play this harlot person. Um, and so the idea here is how how is this table, I think is part of like the, the question, like is it positive so, or aggressive objectification? So, you know, I, in I relation to this information. And, but and I think, and I think to get more specific, I think it is a a very good question for fantasy in general, fantasy material, fantasy content, Dungeons and Dragons, those kind of things, because so much of this was created by men. And so much of the artwork that has been used in fantasy is about a certain type of shapely woman in certain kind of outfit. You know what I mean? Like there's a lot of that in fantasy. Titties lore. out. Thank Poofy you, Danae. at the top, corseted, <laughs> little teeny waist. Appreciate, yes, I, pre I appreciate uh, your willingness nice, to get specific. Thick, oh, what do they call it? Childbearing hips. <laughs> uh-huh, yes. So because so much of the, the content has been created by men who, listen, I'm not trying to cast judgment on them, but appear to be objectifying women, then I think it is fair to ask, is this an avenue, especially in fantasy, that we even want to wander back into, even if we're trying to do it right, even if we're trying mm -hmm. to give power to the female characters or you know whatever the case may be, are we going back into something that was so... Uh, powerfully wrong for so long that it's, you know, it's hard to reclaim. And I don't know that I can answer that question, but, um, but I, but I think it is a valuable one for people who, who are creating fantasy content to ask, like, you know, um, I mean, sex, sex is a part of life. It'd be weird to take it out of fantasy content, especially, you know, when it's, when it's being, um, you know, engaged with by adults, but I, yeah, I don't know. It's, I think, it's difficult. I think also the question is like, Somebody made a table so that so that if if there was a, a dungeon master that was struggling with figuring out how to play mm -hmm. a harlot in this case, that there's a, a little chart that can give them some inspiration. And um I, I don't know that in instinctively I think there's anything as I'm glancing at it that's like super scary, like whoa. I, I think people just try to they're they're trying to have fun and it sometimes upon reflection is like, well, that was not great. Um, but yeah. That's a really good question because it brings up a lot. So I, I don't definitely don't mind um, that there's people kind of like finding these older things. Like I have a couple books, by the way, back here that were released by the Assemblies of God Publishing Company to define how teenagers should properly be, you know, in, in etiquette to be better people to each other. Mm -hmm. And it is it is that stuff is like, oh, that's really not cool. Like there's actually written text in here for teenage little girls, young women. I can go get it and find it, but it would take too much time. But listen, it says this in there. When you get to the door of the car, if he hasn't got there first, pretend you don't know how to open the door. Wow. That's more concerning to me, <laughs> <laughs> you know, than someone trying to be like, you know, so your personality is just this like saucy tart and you're, you know, like, so that's, maybe it's damaging in some ways, but I feel like we're having so many great conversations about uh, ownership of bodies and what you want to do mm -hmm. with them that I, I don't know that I'm too, Yeah, you, you have to look at it from the times and go like, hey, yeah, maybe he didn't, maybe, maybe they did the best they could and, or maybe they didn't. It's hard to tell. It's just how you choose to use it. Yeah. 
Uh, Chris says, it's also important to note that everything that happens in your D&D game is because the DM decided to include it. Just because it exists in the rule set does not mean it must exist in your game. That does mean it exists in the rule set because enough people ask for it, but any portrayal of sexuality in general or sex work specifically falls squarely on the shoulder of the group's DM. And I would imagine a good DM understands who's playing the game, mm-hmm. uh, has levels of consent about what topics will be in the game, you know, those kind of things, an understanding of what might make people comfortable or uncomfortable. Um, yeah. So, yeah, a good DM goes a long way, I'm sure. Good DM goes a long way. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I've always said about uh, my uh, Dungeons & Dragons experience. It's just funny because it's it's true in some ways. And then in another in other ways, it's like eight months later, you still haven't left the city. <laughs> like, you don't actually. Uh, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> it Don't Connect says, I often forget how doors work in the presence of big, strong men. My weak little lady fingers just can't do it. <laughs> oh, gee, I just forgot how to use the door can you help me <laughs> anyway this is what we were this is what we were taught how to do it's insane to me i like change i like things changing good question mm-hmm. it brings yeah. up good good uh conversation i think we have one last few questions then we'll call it a wrap aaron okay. cobbler ranking oh do this you is have easy. rankings yeah this is easy uh peach okay. cobbler at the top uh follow followed immediately by and this might surprise you Blackberry cobbler, mm. delicious. Uh, blueberry cobbler at number three, and then all other cobblers uh, follow behind. So yeah, berry cobblers are amazing. Um, I don't know if I've ever had like a strawberry cobbler. That seems it's usually like strawberry shortcake, right? Like it's usually more of a a shortcake. I'm not a mix, cobbler but... connoisseur. I'm not. Yeah, yeah. I wish I was now. Suddenly, though. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I would have spent more time with cobblers because they are so good. Yeah. Um. Guys, hey, thanks so much for hanging out with us. Happy day to you, whatever that day looks like. Mm-hmm. Whether you're going to, like, literally, my neighborhood's blowing stuff up. My dogs are terrified, shivering, shaking. Mm-hmm. Justin had to come get them to take them to the basement. We need to make yeah. a little safe space for them. So I'm going to go make a safe space for my Do dogs, it. apparently, for the entire day, not just tonight. Should have been more prepared already. Um, we hope you guys are safe. Thank you for listening to the podcast for 10 years. Those of you who are still downloading it every week, amazing. We appreciate you. Uh, and for those of you who are watching live, thank you for, for being here with us. You can also watch the VODs on Twitch. Um, my channel is at Danae Says. Aaron's is at Aaron Dicer. So you can find them there. Um, and I think we're going to be back next Monday. I think we're still in town, right? Next Monday? I believe so. Yes. It's the okay. Monday after that we will be off, I believe. Yeah. We're going to be we're gonna be doing some traveling. Um, so we might not be able to hit you uh, in a couple Mondays. But we'll see you next week. For the Twitch followers, we're going to go, like I said, to select the 720. There will be a, I think, just a short ad before he can see you guys um, and hang out with you guys. So, uh, But it's just fun music to have on in the background today as we piddle around in our worlds. Thank you guys for being here. We Genuinely, this is one of my favorite ways to start the week ever. And I'm glad that we've been doing it for over a year now. Yeah. So love you guys. Yeah. Uh, let me send you over to Select 720. We'll see you guys later. All right. See you on the next Monday or Sunday. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to listen to us shoe another dough. If you'd like to watch the show live, we stream it on Mondays and Sundays at 9 a.m. Central on all major streaming platforms. 
subscribe, follow, join the conversation on YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, or maybe you can also be a member of one. Team DNA. Members get their own custom podcast feed that will include not only the Monday show, but all bonus shows we do through the rest of the week. Membership is five bucks a month, and you can join today at patreon.com slash studio DNA. Finally, thank you so much for being a part of this fun little community of awesomeness. Remember, your quirks aren't bugs, they're features. Find them, celebrate them, and know you're loved and valuable for just being you. See you next time. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.